ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hey friends, Stephanie here, and I am with my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Michelle Fortin. Hey mamas. Hey, so it is summer, summer, summer time, right? It sure is. It's time for swimming lessons, popsicles, movie nights, and vacations. Yeah, no, not vacations. I mean, both of us, I think, can call a truce that you cannot call anything that you do with your children away from your home a vacation. <laughs> yeah, Steph, uh, truer words have never been spoken. A vacation when you have kids is called a trip. You just do life in a different surrounding. Yes, and then you get home and you're thoroughly exhausted and you just need a spa day or seven and you and you need to nap for a good seven more. Exactly. If you could see me now, you would see my hands high in the air and my head bowed. Preach it, sister. So so that's what we're actually going to be talking about on Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. How to, do we call it survive family yeah. trips? Yeah, it, it, it's survival of the fittest. Yes. And so today our goal is to not only be transparent with you, because I think like as fellow moms, people just want to know like, okay, I'm not totally screwed up if a family trip goes south and I'm losing my marbles. Uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna have a healthy dose of transparency, but we also really want to encourage you with some tips that both of us have found to work for our families as we plan for family trips, vacations, whatever you want to call it. So that's the goal of the podcast. Sounds good. And you know what, Steph? Though I think we should kick it off with that really funny post from Birmingham Moms Blog. Yes, let's do that. So Jennifer Wilson, who is a writer for our Birmingham Moms blog site, um, wrote this post, I think fairly recently, and both of us were like, we've got to share this with our listeners for Just Add Sprinkles. So here Jennifer is. Ah, summertime. For some of us, this lovely season brings the annual beach vacation. It's the week we daydream about during the rest of the year. Our toes in the sand, cold cocktail in hand, listening to the lapping waves of the ocean as we drift off into a restful nap in paradise. Oh wait, that was before the kids. Vacation with kids is a different ball game. Our toes are still in the sand, but the sand is also in our swimsuits, in our toddler's eyes, and in the baby's mouth. We still have the cocktail, but we might only get to have one sip before running after the little ones, and by the time we return, it's too hot to enjoy. We still listen to the ocean waves, but now we've got some screaming youngins in the background. In a nap please. I guess we nap during the night since our kids are so out of whack from their regular routines that they only want to sleep in short intervals. My family just returned from our annual beach vacay in South Carolina. We've been going to the same place since around 2006, and it's always been my favorite week of the year. I always heard that a vacation with kids was different, that it's not really a vacation, but I didn't realize the painful accuracy of that statement until this summer. Here are seven signs that might indicate you've just wrapped up such a vacation. Number one, during the 11-hour car ride home, no joke, I can only pray you don't have to have such a long trek, your husband admonishes you for calling your two-year-old a jerk to her face. In my defense, she flat-out refused to share any of her 2,827 toys with her 11-month-old sister, who wailed in response for no less than two and a half hours. I did apologize later. 
Number two, you're the most excited you've been since all the laundry was clean, which was probably in 2014, when you pull into your driveway. Finally, our destination. Then you realize in your excitement to leave home 11 days earlier, you forgot the house key and you're locked out. Thank you to my dear friend for feeding the cat and bringing our key in our time of need. If I had to get back in that car for any length of time, I don't want to think about the outcome. Number three, after getting the kids bathed into bed, you practically sprint to the shower to relax before jumping in your own bed. But then, right as you turn on that glorious hot water to wash off the draining day of travel, you remember, we still have to clean out the car. Number four, you yell, we will never make this trip again at your husband no less than 10 times while unloading swim floats, suitcases, and beach chairs. He rolls his eyes each time. Number five, you are so thankful that despite the challenging day in the car to return home, you made the drive on a Saturday, giving you Sunday as a full day of rest before really going back to reality. Ha, right. The kids get up at dawn and don't understand why we can't walk out the back door and go see the ocean. They're crabby, they're clingy, and you are exhausted. Number six, you finally, finally realize the meaning of the phrase, I need a vacation from my vacation. Number seven, through your blurry eyes, the night after the return, you start to flip through the photos on your phone. You smile as you see the pure, unbridled joy on your kids' faces as they swam, built sandcastles, chased seagulls, and laughed with other members of the family. In a moment, all the stress is gone, and you can't wait for next year. Maybe when the kids are a little older, it'll be more relaxing right? Oh my gosh, that is so good. Yes. And I hate to break it to you, Jennifer. I don't know if it's going to be easier. (laughs) I know. I think it might be easier when they go to college. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. When you just go on a true vacation, which is you and your significant other or you by yourself. Oh (laughs) oh, man, don't get me started. That's, that would be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Well, uh, well, let's first start with kind of a brief update on where each of us are at in terms of summertime. You know, we're right in the middle of summer for myself. And if we've taken any trips with our families um, prior to today uh, or have anything planned. So Michelle, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about what your family's been up to? Yeah. So we live, first of all, I have uh, two kids, a boy that's seven and a girl that's five. And we have taken one trip so far this summer. And then we live in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's really hot there uh, yeah, in July. Like wicked hot. Like wicked hot. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually kind of move our life north two hours to Flagstaff, Arizona. So that's where we're currently um, at. Is We just rent a VRBO for the month of uh, July with my parents, and we're here for the month. But it's not really vacation. It's just kind of survival uh, of the heat. So, But we did take a trip earlier this summer. We went on an Alaska cruise. Um, and that was a trip. (laughs) It was, it was fun. We did, you know, the cruise, we actually went with my parents and my husband and I and the kids and cruises are great in that there's a lot of structure and they do have opportunities for you to kind of dump your kids off in childcare and, and have a few hours of sanity, um, and, and fun activities for your kids. Um, but then also it's, it's a lot of close quarters for a long time. So you kind of have to have that mindset. That was our second cruise. And, um, and I definitely felt it on this one. It was like, when I got off the boat, I was like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I don't want to share a bathroom with anybody. I don't want to share a bedroom with anybody. I just need space. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> and I needed a good 48 hours of nobody touching me. <laughs> now, I've got to ask, did your parents feel that way? Because your this was your parents' idea. Your parents were like, we did this cruise. It was awesome. We want you guys to come with us next time. But were they like, see you later afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, they, so they, yes, you're right. They did. They went on the Alaska cruise a few years ago. And they were like, when our grandkids are old enough, we definitely want to do this. And so this was kind of their idea. And it was great. And we loved it. And we were excited about it. It was super educational for our kids. It was beautiful. And we're glad we did it. My parents are awesome. I have, my parents are the best grandparents ever. They actually. You do have some pretty fantastic parents. I I love my parents. Hi, mom and dad. I love you. (laughs) But Michelle has some pretty great parents. My parents are pretty awesome. So I'm an only child. So my kids are their only grandchildren grandchildren and they actually split the kids with us on the cruise so they kept um, my son in their room and he slept on a bunk in their room and we had my daughter in our cabin and she slept on a pull-out bed situation and um, and then there was we did plan two nights where um, one night my parents got a date night and we kept both kids in our cabin and then the another night my husband and I got a date night and they kept both kids in their cabin so we had that as well, which was nice. And I don't, I mean, they're just awesome grandparents. I know not, not a lot of grandparents would be willing to do that. So that was pretty awesome. But that's a, we, we talked about that ahead of time. We made sure we had our expectations set. And this was not our first rodeo. We've done vacations with them before. And we just know in order to get everybody's expectations met and to everybody have a good trip, you have to plan, you know, for, for some time to yourself or just some time that you want to do to enjoy, enjoy your trip. So that was good. But um, I think at the end of it, we all were kind of like, well, we'll see it. We'll see you in a few days. I mean, we don't need to like, you know, we don't need to eat anything else because it was a cruise. So we ate enough for like a month and we yeah. don't need to, you know, be in close quarters for any time soon. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did you learn from that you should have done differently or the things that you were like, I'm so glad we did that. I mean, talk. It sounds like you talked about a lot of things yeah. beforehand, which is good. Well, I think too. I think for for me in any vac- in any vacation or trip, if you're going with extended family, you really need to sit down well ahead of the trip and talk about your expectations. So my parents and I have very good communication, and so we did that well in advance. And for, and for cruises, for example, you need to book reservations for excursions and even restaurants and stuff well in advance. So we had already talked that through and we knew one night my husband and I wanted to do a kind of an extravagant date night dinner. And so we didn't want to come back to, or have to be back at a certain time to put kids to bed. So my parents took the kids that night. My parents wanted to do the same. So we swapped another night, all that stuff, just sitting down and just being real with your extended family and talking about expectations or asking permission to plan a date night you know, and getting there okay ahead of time, not walking into the trip thinking, oh, we're going to split this and I'm going to get lots of alone time because then you're going to be super disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of just talking through those expectations ahead of time and planning is essential because if you want to just wing it, you know, it's not going to really work. And I know spontaneity is fun and you can kind of build space for that. But I think when you have kids and extended family on one trip, planning and overly communicating your expectations is essential. Yeah. And you guys are great communicators. So I, I feel like plenty of people are probably listening to your, your suggestions and thinking our family doesn't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and that's, I, I fully realize that's a lot of families, but to Michelle's point, I do find that one principle in life that a executive coach kind of walked me through that has been paramount for me is that anytime that you find yourself frustrated, which let's be honest, frustration does happen a lot on family trips or family <laughs> vacations. Yes. <laughs> uh, if anyone listening has gone through a family trip and not been frustrated at some time, please let us know <laughs> because you have got all of the tricks up your sleeve and you need to tell us these things. But um, no, the, if you find yourself frustrated, it is always because your expectations do not meet your reality. Exactly. And so you've got one of two options. You either change your reality, which is a lot harder to do, or the second option is to change your expectations. Mm -hmm. And so while you could change your reality in some cases, most of the time it's changing your expectations, whether it's going into the trip and you spoke to this earlier saying like, okay, we need to set expectations that are realistic right now here. Uh, or even if you're in the middle of it and you're finding yourself super frustrated with said family member, maybe it's your children, maybe it's your spouse, maybe in, in full transparency, half the time for me, it starts with somebody else. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I'm pissed at myself right now that I'm pissed. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, um, and so just pivoting and saying, okay, hold up. I've got to change some something to make this more memorable and a more positive experience for everybody. Steph, you are so right. And you know what? That's all on us as the mom, I think. Because yeah. as the moms, we set the tone for our whole family. Yeah. Um, you know, our kids look to us, our husbands look to us, and, and extended family members, they're really, they should be looking to us, you know, for kind of permission or like, you know, to help with the kids or, or to set that expectation. So I think even if it's uncomfortable or not something your family naturally does to, to communicate really well. If you're planning on going to visit family or going on a trip with your family, it's really up to you as the mom to start that conversation and say, Hey, we're going on a trip in a couple months. We're all going to be renting a cabin or going on a cruise or whatever. Here's some expectations that I have. It's going to be important for our family to make this work well. And I want to make sure it's an enjoyable experience for you too, grandma and grandpa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do you guys need a date night or do you guys, are you guys comfortable keeping the kids overnight one night? So my husband and I can have a date night, just making sure you, that you'd kind of take the lead on those conversations, even if it's in an email and kind of bullet pointing that out and saying, here's my thought. Let me know what your thoughts are, but doing it well in advance so that if there's any disagreement, all that's hashed out before you're in close quarters together is essential. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you're on the trip, Picking up on cues. I mean, grandparents sometimes, if you, especially if you don't live close to them, even yeah. aunts and uncles, they might be overly excited about the time they're going to spend with their grandkids and overcommit prior to the trip. And then when you're on the trip, you might notice they're fatiguing, they're getting yeah. tired, they're getting snippy, or you know, and how dare and, they? Yeah. <laughs> My kids are perfect angels. How dare you get frustrated with them? Um, you know, but you need to, as the mom, you need to step in and say, look. It's important to preserve that relationship, to preserve the grandparent-grandchild relationship. And, you know, hey, and I did this on our cruise. I, there was one night where the kids were supposed to be split up. And I was like, you know what, mom and dad, I think you guys need another night off. I'm not I'm not 
affect you. Know, and also, I kind of miss my son. I would like to have him in our room for one night. And I gave them another additional night kid-free. And and I know that that was that they were grateful for that. But that was just me kind of, you know, being aware of those cues. And this is again why it's really not a vacation when you have kids. Yeah. You know, you really can't turn your mind off and just totally relax. You have to be on top of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I find, so I, I, I'll be kind of share my uh, summer experience in terms of family trips. Uh, we are, I'm in Minnesota, so I'm in the opposite yes. kind of um, <laughs> weather situation as Michelle. And so us Minnesotans, and I said that intentionally, Minnesotan, like- <laughs> Like Love in Minnesota. It. Do you go out in a boat in the no. summer? No. Okay, I do go. I go on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, anyway, but like you are a ter- it's a terrible decision to leave Minnesota in the summer. <laughs> summer is what we live for around yes. here. And yes. so there is no like out of state or out of like the states surrounding your Minnesota planning going on. Uh, we spend a majority of our time on the lake and just at home, but we do plan two family trips <laughs> with my side of the family and then also with my husband's side of the family. And uh, so, we, and they're usually only about four days. So they're very different than a cruise. We go to a lake, we rent an Airbnb condo and it's pretty relaxed. Like there's not a lot of activity, but uh, to Michelle's points, you know, for us, we tried this the first go around, and I would say that especially with my uh, husband's side of the family, we kind of just planned it loosey-goosey-ish with not a lot of thorough thought process going into it other than food, because I will tell you, <laughs> I am a planner of my meals. Yes. Like, I want to make sure I know what I'm going to eat, who's going to make it for me, and or when I'm responsible for the food. So we did put a lot of thought into that, but we came back and we were like, okay, we need to evaluate how that went and pivot in some ways going into the What future. went wrong? Do you share? Well, no, not, I wouldn't say like a lot went wrong, but in my husband's family case, we have eight kids in the span of, they're pretty much within six, six and a half years, we had eight kids. Uh, so they are up to nine years old, down to three. Uh, and so if we let them go wild, all day long, we are all exhausted. Mm-hmm. All of us are because yep. they they're super hyped up. They're excited to be on vacation and with be with their cousins, and they just like dog. I mean, seriously, it can spin out of control. And so for us, we were <laughs> like, we have to all have enough space in whatever space we're renting to have some downtime as families. Like, and if all of us just expect that your family's going into that room or your family's going to do something this afternoon, my family's going to do something separately, then it helped. It really helped us. So then the following year we did that. We were like, okay, we're not going to do that again. People cannot go crazy and be exhausted because we left and we're all like, I love my family, but I don't like them very much right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so uh, that has, that has really helped for us to have 
some clearer expectations uh, and also just an analysis. And it's not like we sit around and we analyze what went well and what didn't go well after every trip, but we do think through and then we talk about it after kind of the dust has settled a little bit. <laughs> we'll be like, okay, how do you think we could make that better? in the future. <laughs> so um, and that has really helped for us. But uh, here's one thing that I am thoroughly intrigued by, annoyed by, but also it's just like the truth of the matter. <laughs> and maybe this isn't the case for you, but it is the case for me. When I am planning to leave for a family trip, uh, it takes me almost a week prior to like start thinking about what I'm gonna pack, what I, how I need to get the house ready, what I need for the kids. Like I literally, that week before my trip is shot. Mm -hmm. And then the week while I'm gone or however long I'm gone, shot too, cause I'm not around and I'm not getting anything done. And then I would venture to guess that it takes me a week after a trip just to get back on my horse and feel like things are normal again in our yes. family. Yes. I mean, that's three weeks. Yes. That's a long time. It is. It so is. I do not know how people travel like once a month or something as a family. I'm like, nah, that takes me way too much time just for my brain to transition. I know. I think it's a mental energy thing because when I get back from a trip, it's almost like I'm too overwhelmed to launch into everything I missed and everything I have to do, the laundry and the putting the clothes away and the unpacking and all that stuff, plus whatever I missed work-wise, plus what's happening currently in our life, plus grocery shopping and all this stuff. It's just too much. And it's all on our shoulders as moms. Yeah. Well, and I would say even my relationships suffered those three weeks too, yeah. like uh, just friendships and whatnot, I, because I, so much of my attention is having to go towards planning, being gone, and then kind of getting back to the rhythm of things. And so I don't think there's much I can do to change that, but for me, now that I can expect that that's going to be my reality when I have a vacation coming up, it helps me to be more gracious for myself. Yeah, I agree. And it, again, we're just going back to the expectations side of yeah. things. And, and I'm the same way, packing and getting three people ready for a trip, myself and my two kids. And then the, the, when you're gone and then when you come back and just kind of launching back into reality, but just knowing you're going to have to have a lower expectation for yourself and what you're actually going to be able to get done during that time is important. And right. planning for that year round. So, you know, it might not be a good idea to take a trip during a busy time of year for your business mm -hmm. um, or, you know, obviously in the middle of the school year. I can't imagine coming back from a trip and having to go right back into school. Yeah. Like lunches and... It's tricky. Oh, we did, that wouldn't be we did a Disney trip in December of last year and went right back into school right after that. And that was, that was crazy. And yeah. you know what? We'll talk about Disney another time because that is a whole new level of crazy family oh, yeah. trip. Oh yeah. That's a whole other, the, 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 yeah. that's like not even considered family trip. No, <laughs> no. But it, I, just a random note about Disney. One of my friends posted when we first got there that they, you will never have the kind of sleep that you'll get at Disney. And I remember thinking, what is she referring to? <laughs> I really don't understand. And I got in bed the first night and I was like, I guess I slept okay. By the third night, 
I literally probably fell asleep in two seconds flat. And I was so <laughs> down hard. Sleep. I, I've never slept so hard in my life. Uh, and I was like, now I get it. Now I get it. Yes, you don't ever sleep as hard as you will yes. in the middle of a Disney trip. <laughs> See, now the thing about Disney or any kind of an amusement park trip that I like is the fact that your days are all set. So yeah. you know you spent X amount of ridiculous amount of dollars on tickets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know you're getting going at a certain time in the morning and you are maximizing mm-hmm. this and you're going – and if you're like me, you planned which rides you're going on in what order and – you know, and what you want to accomplish that day. And then you come back and you can crash. And I like those kinds of trips because mm-hmm. it's all kind of thought. And then you, I think you can sleep well too. Yes, you're exhausted, but you know, there's also a lot of, um, you could, you're kind of relaxing as well at night because your day was really filled. Yeah. What I don't like are the vacations where you don't plan anything and you get so out of routine that, and for, and and that's something for me too. And I, you know, I haven't talked a lot about this stuff, but I do, I do suffer from postpartum depression mm-hmm. and routine is essential for me. Um, mm-hmm. and if, if I get out of routine for too long, I just, it's just not good. And I, it's hard for me to like, like I could never go and just rent a condo on the beach and not plan anything for a week. And I know there's a lot of people that can do that and love it. I could not do that. I would absolutely go crazy. Just yeah. having no structure or anything to, to so knowing that too about yourself is important. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's the take home is that, uh, while plenty of people might be listening in and be like, that's not me at all. Uh, I think just owning who you are and what's going to energize you and fill up your family, uh, is really important. Uh, yeah. just a consideration when you're doing any type of family trip planning Yes, a- and knowing yourself, I think. That's yeah. Important. And your kids too. I have, uh, I have a, actually both my kids are this way, but I know this is not universal for all kids, but they like, they like the forecast. <laughs> they like to know, and I don't mean the weather. I just mean what's coming the next day. So right. when I tell them like, you know, if we're, going, you know, on the, I'm like on the cruise, for example, like, Hey, tomorrow we're, we're going to be, um, docking and we're going to get off the boat and we're going to go on this adventure and do this and this and come back and have dinner. And then the next day is a day at sea. So you're going to spend two or three hours in the childcare area and then we'll have some pool time or whatever. They love to know that. So knowing your family too, and knowing, you know, if you have a kid who really needs to know what's coming next, um, and that's going to help them kind of, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy the time better. Uh, that's important too. Yeah. But um, yeah. I will, I, I do want to share something stuff that I did learn about myself on the cruise. And yes. Um, so in this, this kind of, unfortunately I learned the hard way. Um, I'm an extrovert that, that we all know. I am yes. energized when I'm around people uh-huh. and um, it, almost to my detriment. So if I what? go to a, <laughs> I can't believe, <laughs> I can't so, believe it. So if I, I go to a party <laughs> or an event in the evening, it takes me hours to come down. I, like I'm so energized around people, I, I can't go to bed at a reasonable hour after I've been around a lot of people. It's just I'm so well. I can up. I can vouch for this because I have shared a hotel room <laughs> with her yes. on one specific occasion that we got into the room fairly late at night and we were in bed and she was an incredibly chatty Kathy, <laughs> wanting to talk about everything. And I literally, I think probably for ten minutes, told her we can talk about that in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it in the morning. 
Uh-huh. We can talk about it in the morning. <laughs> I know. I can't help okay. myself. It's, it's so okay. true. Okay. So you're it's an extrovert. So, so I'm an extrovert. So this is why this was a shocking revelation to me. So on the cruise, the last couple of days, I was feeling very kind of uptight and wound up and anxious in a negative way. My kids were on my nerves. My husband was on my nerves. Everyone was on my nerves. Then the last night we were on the cruise, if you've never taken a cruise, one of the things you have to do the night before you dock to end it, you have to pack your suitcases and have them outside your door by like nine o'clock at night so that you can, so that they can take, there's a whole process to get 4,000 people off of one boat. So they have to take the bags off overnight that last night. So we literally got back to our cabin at 8 p.m. And there, and we had not done one, we had not packed one item yet. And my kids were dying to go in the pool one last time. So my husband was like, I, I told him, I said, you take the kids to the pool and I will pack all of us. And he was like, no, he didn't want to do that. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. That's a lot of work for you. And I'm like, get out <laughs> of the space. Give me and go to, I don't want to go to the pool. Go to the pool. I will, I will gladly pack everyone. And I was actually really not nice about it. I was like, just go. Now, leave. Don't talk about it. Don't look me in the eye. Get out. And um, and after he left, I turned on the TV, and I was packing, and I was so happy. And all of a sudden, it hit me. I was alone for the first time in seven days. Yes. I had not had one minute of Michelle time in seven days and seven nights. Because my husband, who usually goes to work for the day, you know, and I or and my What's kids there? who usually have like school or preschool or something for the day. I usually have in any given day a several hour window to myself. And I had not had that at all on this cruise. And I realized that I should have planned for that earlier in the week. I should have planned for an afternoon where I sat by the pool by myself or I went and got a massage. I didn't want to spend the money on a massage, but I should have. <laughs> In yeah. hindsight. Yeah. And it kind of hit me. And as soon as my husband came back, I'm like, I'm so sorry I was so short with you. But it wasn't until you left I realized I didn't have any alone time. And I, even though I'm an extrovert and I love being around people, mama needs some alone time. Yes. I think introvert or extrovert, any mom appreciates some time where nobody's physically touching her. Yeah. And needing her and talking to her and asking a million questions. And so yeah. I think if you're on a trip with other people – even just your husband or a family to kind of block out some time, even if it's an hour or two where you get alone time sure, is important. Oh, totally. Actually, that would be one of my um, tips for planning a family trip as well. And I want to hear what your trips would be to, or tips would be for trips. Sorry. Uh, almost the same word. <laughs> <laughs> trip tips. But, yeah, trip tips. Uh, but mine is similar in that this most recent family vacation I went on, I know that about myself. Michelle and I are pretty similar in the extrovert introvert kind of situation. However, I'm probably a little bit more introverted than her. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, this past trip decided I was going to get up early, go for a walk or a run each day and read in the morning before everyone got up. And that's what I do like very routinely when I'm at home, but I generally don't do that when I go on a trip because, you know, time is of the essence and you're exhausted. Uh, but I was like, I need to be by myself. There mm -hmm. are people all around all the time and I need some time to myself. And I tell you what, that was a game changer for me was just intentionally blocking off that time so that I could give my best self the rest of the day. 
Uh, now, I mean, I would have loved to have slept another hour or so, but uh, for me, it refills me when I have some time to just like debrief and just be by myself. So that would be a tip that I'd give. As yeah. Well. And Steph, I, I, that's such a good tip. And I remember coming back from my trip and just you and I talking privately and me sharing that with you and you sharing with me, you know, that that's what you, you did on your vacation. You got up an hour earlier. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that is so smart. If I would have just done that a couple of days, like not yeah. even every day, yeah. But just a couple of days, I would have if I would have gotten up early and gone and gotten breakfast on my own and brought my book and read, you know, that would have changed it for me and and made me a lot a lot better, you know, yeah. mom to yeah. be on vacation with. For so that's sure. a great tip. So for good. sure. Uh, what is one other tip you would okay. share? So I will summarize this. I will give just my my top my three things. Okay. Um. So I would say. When you're planning on going on a trip with your family, um, the three words that I would want you to think about, moms, is expectations, planning, and communication. So as we've already talked about, just making sure your expectations for yourself and your family in your current state. If you have babies and you're nursing or you have older kids that are self-sufficient, just make sure your expectations are on par with your reality. Mm-hmm. Planning, that you plan trips based on what your family is going to benefit the most from, you know, trips or vacations are expensive. They take time and you really want to make sure you make the most of it. So taking the time to plan out, um, what's really going to be best for your family, um, is, is essential. And, And maybe that's waiting. Maybe it's, it's just doing something closer to home for a long weekend this year. And next year when you're out of diapers, you can take the, the bigger, longer trip. Um, you know, and that, and so just kind of planning for that. Um, and then finally communication, um, communicating with the people you're traveling with, uh, if that's extended family or even your spouse and just making sure every, everything is communicated, finances, the schedule, what your needs are. You know, if you're going to tell, like for me, I would need to tell my husband for my sanity, I'm going to have to get up early two to two mornings. You tell me which mornings are going to be best for you. Um, but we would just to communicate all those things ahead of time is important. So expectations, planning and communication. I love those. Uh, and I'll add two more to that. One is maybe a little bit more serious along the lines of what Michelle is saying. And then the other one is more like, this is just real reality. (laughs) Uh, the first is grace. I Mm. think like you have to be able to shovel out bucket loads of grace on family trips. Yes. Um, grace for yourself, grace for your spouse, grace for your kids. Yes. Uh, they're not everything is even the well planned out trips do not go as expected. And for Michelle and I, we are type A like planners. And so when something doesn't go according to plan, it's a little bit frustrating or maybe it's just me. Uh, Uh, It's a lot of it frustrating. Yeah. And I can just, I can be my worst own worst enemy in those cases in that if something doesn't go according to plan, I just like spiral downhill. You know, I'm like, this is terrible. We're all, this is the worst vacation ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that our kids look to us and, you know, they want to see, have parents that are fun, can be flexible, can pivot when necessary and have the grace that can dish out. And so I would say that is a tip of mine. And last, but certainly not least, there is no such thing 
as too many snacks. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious, people. Uh, I have some. I have one child that has major hangry problems. Like if she gets hungry, she gets angry, and do not get close to her. Uh, and I have have family members that get hangry too. So you just feed people. You feed them, feed them, feed them, and I promise they will be happier people if they just have lots of snacks. Yes. That daughter of yours needs to go on a cruise. She will never be hangry on a cruise. <laughs> she will never be hangry. <laughs> she does. That's what we need to so do. So much food. Uh, that's, that's my take home for today. Love it. So. Awesome. Well, well happy traveling, that. mamas. You can do it. Yes, you can do it. And maybe pack some sprinkles in for fun, too. Yes. <laughs> It'll make it even more fun. I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network News. Miami is the latest city to gain a CMVN sister site. Miami Mom Blog founder and owner Sierra Bragan has already signed on nearly two dozen other moms to help create content for her site as contributors. And here's Sierra now sharing her inspiration in starting this business. Motherhood at its very core is about building a community. We do this every day within our own families. However, I feel strongly that a supportive community in addition to our family is also necessary to thrive in motherhood. So I decided to start Miami Moms Blog in order to provide a place where local moms can connect and find the encouragement and the resources that they need to succeed. City Moms Blog Network attracts millions of readers each month to our hyper-local sites. All CMBN site owners, like Sierra, are connected to a network of like-minded entrepreneurs running sites across the country, and they're all committed to helping each other succeed. I see it every day, and it's awesome. We have 90 sites in our sisterhood, and if you don't have a CMBN site where you live, start one. Visit citymomsblog.com for all the info. Congrats to Sierra on the launch of Miami Mom's Blog. Party in the city where the heat is on all night, on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, Abenito, Ami, Ami. <laughs> I'm a little excited, a little excited about City Mom's Blog being in Miami. Steph, can we do a girl's trip? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Sierra, we are coming for you because of that song alone. Get the beach ready. Yeah. Abenito, Ami, Ami. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Michelle, thank you for joining me again. And thanks to all of you who have joined us and listened in on this conversation. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if so, we would love for you to consider writing a review and rating our podcast on uh, any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Don't forget, mom, that you are doing a fabulous job. And as always, little sugar can't hurt anybody so pack that in your bag or bust it out on your normal days when you're home and don't forget to just add sprinkles for show notes and more information on this episode of just add sprinkles celebrating motherhood please visit citymomsblog.com there you can find more information on our topic our guest and our host stephanie fleece If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.